Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos, Peter Falconio and Joe Metheny. Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries. Every week, Twisted Twos dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. For this week, we focus on the disappearance of a British backpacker and a terrifying cannibalistic serial killer. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos. Number 1. Peter Falconio It's been 18 years since British tourist Peter Falconio and his girlfriend Joanne Lees embarked on their special trip down in Australia. The couple had been traveling around Asia since late 2000 with the final pit stop in the land down under. After trekking around Asia for months, they finally arrived in Australia on January 16, 2001. Armed with a working holiday visa, they planned to go on a road trip around the country while earning some money doing odd jobs. On July 14th, the two were driving down Stewart Highway towards the Devil's Marble when they noticed a vehicle that had been following them since the Barren Creek Roadhouse. They expected to be overtaken, but to their surprise, the vehicle, a white Toyota four-wheel drive with green canopy, came alongside their orange Cambo and motioned for them to stop. Peter slowed down and came to a stop, and the man in the other car said he saw sparks shooting from the van's exhaust. The two men then got out to check the vehicle's rear, while Lees moved into the driver's seat, ready to rev up the engine. Out of nowhere, she heard a loud bang, and seconds later, the man was by the driver's window with a gun pointed at her. He forcibly took the van and tied up her hands using black cable ties. He also tried to tie her legs, but she fought him. After that, she was dragged into his Toyota. He had a dog with him, and fearing she would be raped, while the man was distracted, likely moving Falconio's body, She escaped into the bushes, where she hid for more than five hours. The unidentified assailant looked for her several times, passing by the area in his car. Lees finally flagged down a road train driver at 12.35 a.m., 
who ended up taking her back to Barrow Creek. It wasn't until 7 a.m. when police returned to the scene to search for Falconio's body. Accompanied by the truck driver, they found a blood pool in the area along with the orange van hidden 80 meters into some brush. There was no sign of Peter's body and minimal physical evidence. Lee's tracks were traced, but ultimately they couldn't locate the attacker or any other sign of Peter. Because of the lack of evidence, the validity of Lee's statements were questioned. They did, however, find unknown male DNA on her shirt, on the black ties, and on the combi's gear stick, which they believed to be that of the perpetrator. A $250,000 reward was then offered for any information regarding the case, but no one ever claimed it. During this time, the backpacker murders were still fresh and many believe it could be something similar. Police eventually found CCTV footage of a possible suspect taken in Alice Springs. The potential suspect named Bradley Murdoch was interviewed, but police couldn't connect him to the crime at the time and no DNA sample was obtained to compare it to their possible perpetrator. It wasn't until police caught Murdoch's drug-running partner on other charges that he began to relate Murdoch's involvement in the Falconio case. Murdoch initially went on the run, but was caught in August of 2002. Lease identified him in a 2002 police photograph. Authorities believe he was near the vicinity of Barrow Creek during the time of the murder and may have spotted the couple there. Furthermore, now with a sample, his DNA was found on the ties used on Lee's and on her shirt. On December 13, 2006, Bradley was then found guilty for the crime. Despite an extensive search, Peter's body has never been found. In 2006, an anonymous letter sent to police told of what supposedly happened to his body. The graphic letter said that he was cut up into pieces and then dumped miles away from where he was murdered. Many believe this letter is a hoax, but police say as of April 2017, it had enough credibility to be investigated. If it is in fact true, it's likely that no part of Peter will ever be recovered. Number 2. Joe Metheny At 450 pounds, Joe Metheny from Baltimore, Maryland was an imposing man. But aside from his physique, he was also someone who hid his brutal criminal activities from everyone he knew. His murderous crime spree began in 1994 when he was 39 years old. He had come home on a July evening and realized his wife was gone along with their six-year-old son. She had taken everything and left him for good. He didn't mind her leaving, but was upset that she took her son without letting him know. Metheny tracked his wife down. His wife was a drug addict and prostitute, and he tracked her and her other partner down at the other side of town. That's when he found out the two were busted for drugs and that social services had taken their son away. He felt he had no chance of getting his son back because of his criminal history, so instead, he turned his anger into revenge. His goal was to kill his ex-wife and her partner, but ultimately, he took it much further than that. He had gotten word that the two were staying under a bridge and often got high with the people there. Methany went to this place, but he couldn't find his wife. Instead, he discovered two homeless people, asleep and high on their mattresses. He then chopped up the two men using his axe, thinking they were associated with his wife somehow. He left their bodies there, and later that night he lured a prostitute down to the same bridge. He got her high and tried to get information from her. When she couldn't provide any, he raped her, beat her up, and then killed her. He then lured a second prostitute and murdered her as well. 
When he was attempting to dump the two bodies, he realized a fisherman was at the creek nearby and saw him. He grabbed a steel pipe and beat that man to death to eliminate the witnesses once and for all. He then weighed down the bodies and threw them into the river, cleaned up part of the crime scene and himself, and then left. Two weeks later, he was arrested for the murders of the two homeless men. Metheny spent 18 months in jail, but during trial, there wasn't enough evidence to convict him, and he was acquitted. When he was free, he asked for his old job back at the lumberyard and inquired with his boss if he could stay in the trailer on the property. His boss agreed and gave him keys to the gate and main building. The lumberyard was on private property on a dead-end road, so it was completely isolated. This is where he lured another victim, a prostitute by the name of Kathy Magaziner in 1994. He attacked her the moment she stepped inside his trailer, killed her, and then butchered her. By the fall of 1995, he had also killed another girl named Kimberly Spicer. She was working as a prostitute in South Baltimore, where Metheny got her into his trailer and brutally killed her. But more than just killing his victims, Metheny did something more diabolical to their bodies. He often cut them up and stored portions of their meat inside his freezer. The rest of the body he buried in different places all around the company's property. In the weeks that followed, he opened a roadside restaurant stand selling burgers and barbecue. According to him, he took the human meat and mixed it in with beef and pork and served them to his customers without them knowing. After running low on his special meat, Metheny decided to lure another prostitute named Rita Kemper to his trailer. The moment she got inside, he beat her severely, but for a moment he turned his back and that's when she was able to escape. She climbed up a stack of wooded pallets and jumped over the barbed wire fence where she was picked up by a truck driver who took her to a gas station. Metheny was later arrested that day. Instead of running away, he confessed to his crimes and told police, I'm a very sick person. He confessed to the murders, the kidnapping, and even mentioned other murders that police didn't even know existed. In total, this psychopath claims he's killed 10 people, but because of a lack of evidence, police couldn't link him to them all. He was sentenced to death, which was later commuted to life in prison without parole. He died in jail in August of 2017 at the age of 62. So there were two of the most mysterious and murderous stories around. The world can be a crazy place, and Twisted Twos is sure to show you why. If you enjoyed this video, then please remember to subscribe to our channel. We have new Scary Mysteries videos coming out every single week that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you soon.